to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, another Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise, and today we're talking about unexpected changes. And before I get into my huge unexpected change, woo, um, we will talk about how I literally had to take uh, 20 seconds of my time um, because I don't have any time. My change came and was kind of put on my lap. Um not gonna lie like on a I think it was last Wednesday and then uh everything changed Uh, and then I went out of town the next day and then all of a sudden uh my next week when I came back everything changed yeah that's some fun times I didn't even have time to prep my house um yeah we'll leave it at that we'll talk about more later first let's get into how other people and, and I can help use this situation to help facilitate how other people can deal with this because life is constantly changing right from the moment we're born. The one thing that is constant is that we're um, constantly um, in a life flux, okay, of all sorts of stuff. Um, they, you know, our lives base, you know, change based on like needs, desires, our life stages, but sometimes it could just change because of an outwardly source like in my situation, right? And um, a lot of times these changes, you know, we choose, we expect, you know, we we expect to finish school, right? We choose to move to a new home. We choose to change a job. But a lot of times these changes happen in our life that we don't expect, okay? And, um, you know, like the whole COVID thing for like, you know, however, right? People have had to change, over two years to figure that out and you know some not so much not you know some more so for others right got to respect everybody's own truth remember but why is unexpected change hard okay because it's super hard for me number one I have a huge expectation of my personal privacy Uh, I'm really funny I just I for me like what I do in my house is like sacred um And it's really important for me, especially when I come from such a dysfunctional background. Um, It's it's that OCD too taking over. I want to control it all. And I know I can't control it all, but it's hard for lots of people, not just me, right? To, you know, it's hard to cope with. And and it's going to be something that, you know, changes something that we actively resist. It it just is, right? Not everybody, you know, embraces change. And I'm okay with embracing some change if it's good and it's of my choice. But when something like kind of comes in that's not, that could be difficult for anybody, right? Not just me. Um, When you're super happy with an area of your life and then suddenly it changes, it's understandable that like you get sad, angry, you know, you stress, things like that, right? It's a path that you didn't expect and now you have to change your thinking and spend energy to come up with this alternate plan, right? That suddenly came to your life. It could mean anything for you. And again, I'll share my personal experience at the end of this. But if the demands of recent change are too great, it can create a lot of stress in your life, okay? Which leads to physical and emotional problems. And, you know, 
if you have autoimmune like myself, that's a huge number on it. It could prevent sleep. It could cause issues at work. If you're working outside of the house, you know, unfortunately, there's a big change. Um, one of these big changes happen in your life that you're, you can't control, right? You can't control the actual change itself, but you can, you can control how you deal with it. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. You know, obviously don't ignore it. For me, I can't ignore it. <laughs> You'll, you find that out. Um, I certainly can't ignore the change. Um, but you, you might want to, you know, stick your head in the sand, pretend the change isn't happening or it's not coming and, and this can't last for long because ignoring the change will make it more difficult to deal with later. Okay. You just got to kind of embrace it. Don't ignore it, but you kind of have to like find and work out a methodology to get through it. Work out what you can control, you know? When you're looking at a big change, it's really helpful to think about what you can control in the situation um, because you can't control everything, right? Um, in my certain in my situation, um, there I thought I can control zero at first, but then I, I stopped, I, I looked at it objectively, what can I embrace about this situation? But what can I do to control this? And, um, you know, you can minimize the risk of flipping out about stuff if you just find small things you can, can control in a change and it really helps make the whole thing easier. And I'll go into my personal stuff, like I said later. Um, I hope none of you can hear Buster chewing on this, like, femur under my desk right now like this like I, I i'm always shocked at how many people will completely ignore me in my household until i have a live mic like a hundred percent a live mic and then all of a sudden everybody's like all up in my business anyway so work out what you can control okay find the small things in your changes that you can control that help the whole thing be a little bit easier and I'll tell you about what I did for minor, you know, that kind of thing. Find positives in the actual change, okay? Because although the change wasn't your choice or my choice, look at the situation and see if there are any positives in it for you. Okay, I did that. There are some positives in it for me. Um, you know, don't do the, do the positives outweigh the negative. Cause then I totally freaked out. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, some of the most resilient people, okay. Try to see every change as possibility. Not always something that you should fear. Okay. You got this, you know, you've got this. I mean, for, you know, if you've lost your job, okay. It's normal to worry about the future. Okay. But think about whether it's time for something new. You know, a lot of people lose their jobs and then they become very saddened by it because obviously that's a huge thing, right? It's a financial risk. It's all this other stuff going on. You got bills to pay. I get that totally. Okay. But then they hated their job. So if you kind of find the positive in it, I didn't even like that job. You, you can mold it into finding a new employer that will respect you and uh, reward you and, and pay you accordingly for the skills that you bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to see this kind of stuff unless you're writing it out in front of you, you know? So if you lost the job, maybe career path change, skill transfer to a whole new industry, or just like I said, finding 
a new employer that will appreciate and pay you for the talents that you bring to the table. Because even the most fearful changes can bring unexpected joys. Absolutely. When you look at it objectively like this, it really helps break it down. Because I was in a total freaking panic. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Because in the back, I just knew, like, this could happen. This could happen. And here it is. You know, it was like, bam, just one morning. I was like, oh, my God. Be kind to yourself. I really really need to step up to the bat on this, okay? Because for every transition we all go through as humans, whether it's negative or positive, there's always going to be a sense of sadness. I find this, that this is so, so, so true. These feelings are normal and it's important to let yourself grieve the loss of whatever change is happening. I always feel like I shouldn't do that, that I'm, I'm in a pity party. But I have to be kind to myself because when you have a change like that, Things are changing and you need to grieve the loss of what was, what is happening. Cause, and you might actually get it back later. And even in, you know, quantum increase, you know what I'm saying? Indulge in something that makes you happy, you know, see your friends, you know, bake a cake. I'd walk in the sunshine, but it's been weird raining on and off here. So it's either 90 degrees or raining, which I'm not going to complain about because I don't live in like Arizona or like Las Vegas where like they're having unprecedented heat. That's insanity. But you live in Arizona, peeps. It is what it is, right? Um, and find positive ways of dealing with your stress. This has been a huge help for me. Okay, because big changes are stressful. It's important that you find healthy ways dealing with it. You know, get some exercise is great for reducing stress. You know, hit, I hit the Peloton bike. Um, lots of people find that people feel calmer after doing 20 to 30 minutes of an aerobic exercise. So all I got to do is, you know, find something or you find something that you need that you like to do. Easy as just walking even. Okay. Easy as just walking. Mindful meditations, right? Calm your breathing, relax your muscles, just sitting with a cup of coffee, even just sitting outside in the yard and grounding, you know, put your feet on the ground, take your shoes off, bare feet, ground, feel that grass beneath your feet, drink some water and just chill for 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, let's see, having um, a good diet absolutely will help you. Okay. Um, a lot of people always ask me, like, how do you reduce stress? Like, what do you eat? Is there stuff you can eat to reduce stress? There absolutely is. Uh, diets rich in like vitamin C, um, complex carbs. I know people like carbs. Yes, complex carbs, good ones. Magnesium, omega-3s, always the omega-3 fatty acids. They help reduce stress, okay? By eating lots of like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, especially citrus and leafy greens, Fatty fishes, tuna, salmon, um, nuts and seeds, okay, can help your body reduce stress of unexpected change. So don't just reach for potato chips or like, you know, sticky buns. <laughs> Go and make yourself something good. And that, that can actually help contribute to a positive way of dealing with your stress. And lastly, ask for help, okay? So if you're finding it difficult to adjust with a change, don't be afraid to ask for help, okay? My therapist is gonna love this when we talk about it next week because um, if I didn't have her, like literally I think my brain would explode because sometimes talking to like an unbiased professional just gives you more ideas of how to deal with unexpected change or help you move on, 
okay? It really just makes a difference. I'm telling you, therapy is highly underrated in this country. I don't know why people still find the stigma with mental health in this country or just overall worldwide, but if I didn't have my therapist, 100% I'd be in jail. Just saying. Anyway, ask for help. I'm going to take a quick break here, move into our sponsor, and then I'll be right back to talk about my personal experience and how I use these things to get through the latest unexpected change in my life. Hello, friends. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by another family-owned small business. Dare Universe was founded by Rick and Janine Mason in 2022 after years of hashing around the idea of opening up their very own store that facilitates and helping you connect with your mind, body, and soul. Based out of Sanford, Florida, right here in the USA. They take great pride in being able to provide a great selection of merchandise for every budget. Dare Universe is a high-quality, personalized experience, not like those cheap big box or mass world delivery sites. Their mission is connecting you to your higher self. They carry a large selection of high-quality and authentic items and services like sage sticks, chakra balancing, intention candles, essential and chakra oils, over 90-plus incense scents to choose from, crystals, bracelets, manifestation kits, and teas. You all know that I'm all about finding calm in the daily chaos of life. I use Dare Universe for that little extra something that helps bring me to a calmer self. Check out Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com and you can get $5 off your order using the promo code Finding Calm in the Chaos. Again, take a look at Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com llc.com and find the calm in your chaos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back. Hello, hello. All right. We're back talking about unexpected changes and um, what the hell has recently gone in my life that uh, gone on in my life that has been like an unexpected change. And I'll be honest with you total panic freaking situation. So uh, my parents have been looking for a new apartment and they found one. And apparently um, the stories I started hearing about, um, this is a new rental market. And I'm telling you, you guys, it all seems like it makes sense. But when you look at it from a, there's two different perspectives here. One of my own, which I feel like I've removed myself from this chaotic dysfunctionalism of just constant drama and the chaos that I, that I lived in every day growing up. And then how I look at things now in that there are ways you can handle things and there's ways that things can be doing so that you don't have to like react to things a certain way. (sighs) This will all make sense in a minute. (laughs) It's like hard to talk about this stuff still. However, my parents had to look for a new apartment. The reasons why not even necessary to talk about. However, um, the housing market everywhere um, for renting is pretty shitty right now. And especially in the Chicagoland area. Um, landlords are asking for four 
three, four, five times in certain circumstances your income in the bank. They want, and my, and my parents lived check to check. Okay. They're, they're retired. They live check to check. That's why, you know, Mr. Sith and I just strive to do so much more because I don't want to live that way. But, you know, I also understand that it's decisions that they made growing up and their things. And that's their, you know, it, that's, that doesn't reflect on me. It's what they did. They did the best they could. It is what it is, right? They're not the only ones living in that. The percentage of seniors living check to check or on just disability or social security is alarmingly high in this country. And so um, they had to move. So they found an apartment. They found a couple and uh, my mom chose one uh, because it was a little bit cheaper and in all honesty, because they are, they're, these are small little apartments, people, okay, like in three and six flats. And um, they're pretty customary that if you get, they, they will do the basement ones. Half of them shouldn't even be apartments. They're all crappy. Landlords are crappy. It's just a crappy situation unless you're in these, and it's not always the case. You could still be coming in with background reports that cost 120 a piece for each adult moving into the home. You could be, they're looking at five times in the bank account than what your rent is. They're looking for one to two security deposits equal to the month's rent. Um, it's just insane what they are asking for. And then you walk into the apartments and they're totally, totally just dumps. We're talking like just dumps. Now, let me explain to the one that sh that they saw was just a small one bedroom, like main floor apartment. Okay. Um, nothing big, uh, a living room, a bathroom, a small kitchenette and a bedroom. That's it. Okay. Um, they signed a lease. Um, they paid their deposit cash and they paid for their background checks. Um, and I don't remember what those were. However, w my mom wound up getting accepted and then they, they gave them the keys to start moving stuff in. That's pretty common for landlords one-on-one -on -one and not management companies. You'll get, you know, a little old Italian lady or Polish, you know, lady who wants you to like, just come in and it's fine. So my mom asked, like, you know, do you need to do anything in the apartment first? Oh, no, you could bring stuff in the cabinets and then we'll do everything around. But the move-in date was the first, right? Everything would be done or whatever. I don't know if everything would be done. But long story short, my mom goes over to the apartment like a week later and like there's like a hole in the wall in the bathroom. There's like drywall that's bubbled out, you know, and everything is filthy the tenant that was there prior was there for four years and was like a young man. Apparently, I don't even know, maybe he didn't even have a girlfriend who cleaned, but the stove is filthy. The borders, the trims are all like, it's, it's filthy. The, the, like the person never cleaned. And I'm like, okay, well maybe she didn't have time to get her cleaning, cleaning crew there and you know, a handyman to fix that. So just ask her when that, if make sure that that's done before the first, when you move in, it just, it seems so common sense to me to have to have that done. However, apparently, you know, my parents, even my mom at this point, don't really speak to people and 
in a, and I guess a um, communicative way, communicative way, they tend to do more bitching or walking around a subject rather than simply stating a fact like, when will your cleaning crew be here to, to fix this and clean so that I can move my stuff in? Not, I got to clean this. I got to do that. My dad's always like, I'm going to do the lawn. I'm going to like, shut up and stop about that already. You guys are too old. Okay. You're not going to do anything, but live there. You don't need to maintenance anything. You don't need to clean anything. The woman had a lease stating that you would be charged money if the, the you know, fridge was dirty, the bathroom was dirty, if the, the stove wasn't clean, the stove's missing a knob. She said that would be replaced when they showed, when they showed it. Is it going to be replaced? I mean, there's a hole in the wall. So long story short, my mom's had my nieces going over there, you know, her grandkids, the older ones, helping her clean all this stuff. And apparently they've really cleaned. Like they had to clean the air conditioner because my mom, it's been hot here. My mom put the air on in the, the window unit while they were cleaning the bedroom and uh, and the electric's on in their name. So it's totally okay. All right. Um, and when she went home that night, she has COPD and wears oxygen, by the way. All she did was cough and hack all night. And when they went and opened the air conditioner the next day, just to kind of vacuum it out. Yep. People do that when they have window. It, it's like, it's like an Italian thing. Um, and it was filthy. Like apparently it was black. And my mom's like, well, that's why. Well, you know, long story longer. Um, <laughs> um, this woman brought someone else. They're not even sure who he is. And I'm like, I just don't understand the lack of communication. Is this your husband or is it not your husband? Is he a handyman? Is he not? Because you told me your husband was older than you, but this guy clearly looks way younger than you or you look horrible and you're just in denial. Like, just ask, you know, like, why are we going around? You don't know who the person is. You don't like what? Just fucking ask. Like what? Anyway, they didn't ask. So they were just assuming still. But it's just turned into a poop show now. Now she's like, well, what do you mean I got to do all that? And I'm like, okay, but did you state to her that according to the Illinois Tenant Association, like there's a, we have a really good tenant association in the state. If there's anything good about the state is that there is protection against renters, uh, for renters. And I said, all you have to do is tell her, like you're, you're literally, like you're asking for a huge deposit. You're own lease says that you charge all of these things if you are unable to collect those from the last tenant the onus is not on me as the new renter to do it all it that's part of owning a building so when are you going to clean paint <laughs> and like fix these damn walls and get me a knob and this has been going on for like three days now like my mom's been calling me with these you know and then she gets mad at me when I'm like, okay, why are we still arguing over this? Why are you arguing with me over this? Well, you're arguing with me about it. Then she'll hang up on me. Okay. Um, it's it just, there's total lack of any communication. What happened in the end? They talked this morning about how doesn't just seem like it's a right fit. And now she's getting weird saying like, did you guys leave that like big bubble in the wall? And I'm like, oh, all we did was clean. Like it just, I mean, she sounds like she's a nightmare. I would have never chose her as a landlord because these are the, the red flags they were getting. But this is what happens when you're moving from house to house to house to house to house. This was like my whole youth moving, moving, moving. It was like a pain in the ass. And they're still doing it in their senior years. 
And and that's based on my dad's issue, right? That's a whole nother fucking podcast right there. So I told them, I'm like, okay, listen, like, why didn't you just call the other apartment? Why didn't you take the other apartment? Kid you not. Because the stove kind of stuck out three inches into like the hallway. Oh, okay. But the guy was super nice. So instead you go to psycho lady who's not cleaning anything. Oh, that makes total sense. So th- this uh, this whole shit show happened because of three inches into a hallway, like, like essentially, right? Well, needless to say, that apartment is taken. My parents can't stay where they are because it's already been rented out, effective the 3rd of August. And uh, it- it's just insane. And so the woman literally says, you know what? I'm going to give you your money back because this isn't a right fit. Because she clearly just wants somebody to move in to a dirty, just crappy ass apartment with holes in the wall and collect rent. And that's pretty damn common in Chicago and the outlying suburbs, actually. It's just a commonality. They want to collect money. They don't want to do anything. And it pisses me off completely, number one, as, when you remove the personal situation, that they would do this to, to seniors, and she's a senior, by the way, the landlord, and so she's been doing this like her whole life. It just pisses me off, because if I owned an, an apartment building, which I never would, because what a pain in the ass in general, you know, it, you ha- those are things that you have to do. That's part of owning an apartment. If you want to not fix shit up, buy a house, then you can just lay around all day. But it just, it's to me, it's such an abuse of just people needing a home. And I just feel that no matter what has happened to you in your past, um, outside of, you know, like murder and like child molestation, let's be honest, okay? Um, I feel like everybody is entitled to a place to live as a human being. It's like a human right it just, I don't know. It's just me. You may disagree, but it's my podcast. So there it is. So for me, like, what is the big change? Got a call out of the blue Wednesday last week. My mom telling me that she's getting her money back from the apartment. Uh, They're putting all their stuff in storage and they're going to come stay here until they find an apartment in September or October. Total flip out in my head I'm trying to like holy like a bomb is laying on me I'm going out of town the next day okay I just finished doing laundry the day before so naturally I'm in a lupus flare part of be having lupus and I'm flipping out in my head because let me tell you My parents lived with me when we initially bought this house, okay? And they had to leave after I had a nervous fucking breakdown because I can't live with my dad. Okay? So here's me. Holy shit, my therapist is on vacation. Oh, boy. Uh, she'll be back next week, so I'm good to go. But like, and I got other people to talk to, plus this podcast. Plus, it literally worked out exactly what we just discussed in the first half of this podcast. This is temporary, but here's the deal, right? Work out what you can control. 
okay, they need a place to live. I cannot control what happened and whether or not they have a place to live. So they can come here temporarily. What I can control is that we sit down and we talk about what you're going to look for. You pay for your own food, right? And we just pay everything that we currently are. Period. Okay? Pay for your storage, save your money. However, like, it can't be permanent. I have to report a, a, record a podcast. The last time my dad was here, he doesn't even sleep. He catnaps all day and then stays up all night listening to the TV on Cineplex Odium volume like you're in a fucking theater. Okay? And then he sleeps all day in the family room and wants everybody to shut the lights, shut the blinds, and tiptoe around him in midday. I homeschool. We have people over. I record a podcast. I am now teaching homeschool classes. I'm going to have lesson plans to do. I teach homeschool. Therefore, I will have to homeschool myself. We don't tiptoe. I got a puppy. He's fucking loud. He runs around the house like a lunatic. He's 106 pounds. Things move. Things shake. Things knock over. That kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're probably going to bring extra stuff. That means I'm going to have like extra coffee things on my counter and Keurigs and things laying around. And, you know, I'm going to have to give up a piece of my little sanctuary because they don't tiptoe around people. And I know that. But what I can work, what I can control is that this is a temporary situation. And then y'all got to find some place and get out period. There is no if, ands, or buts. And they need to understand, specifically my dad, that he can't be up all night. And he, you know, it, it just is what it is. It's a temporary situation. So why should, you're coming into my house, so why should you have to, why I have to tiptoe around you? And now I say that confidently on this podcast, but I tell you, when I sit down and talk to them about this, he will be enraged that I even say it. I know this for a fact. Find the positives in the change. Okay, Peter loves that they're going to be here. Absolutely loves it. He's thrilled out of his mind. Thrilled. In fact, the first day that they're at my house is probably going to be like the day before I've, I've uh, this airs. So... They're probably, at the time this airs, yeah, already in the house. So Pete will enjoy that. He'll enjoy the time with Grandpa. He'll enjoy the time with Grandma. I'll enjoy having live-in babysitters so I can just run out without having to worry about putting Buster in the kennel, making sure Sheikah's, like, not going to be up there, like, interrogating him while he's in a cage, uh, dragging Pete with me, all this to just, like, drop something off at the post office and pick up milk. You know, that kind of stuff. So there are some positives in that. Be kind to myself. I had to understand that it is okay for me to have flipped out over this. It is okay for me to feel this way, but I cannot let it run me. Okay? I have to understand that, like I am explaining to them, that this too is temporary. This too, Denise, is temporary. So there is no need to, like, do all this. Okay? We have the house. We're able to offer this. We have another bedroom. 
this is a totally okay. Like we can do this, right? Would I do I want it to happen? The the you know, the literally the month before we start like an entire homeschool schedule and all this stuff. Nope. But I can't change that. So positively having them here and doing like grandparents things will be a nice thing for Pete. And dealing with cooking is going to be interesting because I have been trying to eat better and uh, meal prepping starts this month. And um, I actually am still really contemplating whether or not I do have somebody here to like cook like my mom would be that maybe it would be easier for me at this time to order my meal service and just have my clean meals come to me, you know, or just order a meal service in general so that I don't have to cook for anybody. Do you know what I mean? Like it's already there. Here's a recipe card. Here's a box filled of ingredients. Like, let's just go at it. And then I can have my healthy food this way, you know, cause not everybody is going to eat like me. Certainly not my parents. Like period. There's no, there may be a one meal. They're not eating that way for two weeks. They just don't. And I have to think of positive ways to deal with how they're going to have donuts and shit in here all the time. And, uh, cause that's all they eat is sweets and coffee and yeah, sweets and coffee, sweets and coffee. So, and not good coffee. It's not my kind of coffee. So, so it's not a bonus point. So those are all the things uh, that is like my change that I'm dealing with right now. May the Lord be with me. Give me all the prayers. I'm literally just going to, you know, like now I've got to find a new place to do devotional. I usually do it in the morning before Peter gets up. Well, you know, my parents are like 73 and 83. You know, my mom sleeps till like nine and my, my dad gets up at like 4 a.m. So like Carl just rolls out of the house in the morning, Mr. Siv. Okay. Um, when he gets ready for work, but like now he's going to come down here and like my dad's going to be up. So it's going to be a change for him as well. You know, it's, it's just so much stuff going on, but I'm hoping it's no longer than like a couple months and, and that's it. Cause they've been looking for a couple months. It's been really hard. So, um, I'm hoping the apartment market just opens up because fall is coming. Um, things are a little less hectic then than a summer move and hopefully it all works out send all the prayers i'm accepting them all but this too shall pass i know it will and that's all i got for today guys hope you deal with your unexpected change in a good way as well and until next time always remember lead with kindness <laughs>